I'm completely against Facebook. I don't think I don't think the the idea of what Facebook is is what Facebook really is. That was Shane Cox giving his two cents on how Facebook relates to cybersecurity. I'm Eric Bogner. And I'm Clayton Bowers. And we talked to Shane Cox about cybersecurity and how an average guy approaches it. Shane Cox is who we chose to be a representative for what we consider to be the average Joe, or as he calls it early in the interview, a novice. So, so here we are talking to Shane Cox. Hope you guys enjoy it and learn something. How much do you know personally yourself about cybersecurity? I haven't really thought about this too much. Uh, was cyber cybersecurity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say, yeah. We're talking electronic security, right? Yeah. Cyber, mm-hmm. and that's all encompassing. Yeah. I would say I, I know very little about the intricacies of cybersecurity. Uh, the extent of what I what I do know is obviously you should keep all your information locked up. You know, make sure you don't lose your debit or credit card, and ultimately change your passwords. So, I mean, to the extent that, that I know about cybersecurity, I, I try to follow what's recommended from a user level and keep my fingers crossed that, that anything that's out of my hands does not happen, you know, anything negative. So, I'm, I'm a novice. You could call me a novice. So, I think they said mid-2000s, uh, TJ Maxx got hacked, and they stole the information of, like, 95 million people. So, do you think that stores and other institutions like that that you know people buy from regularly do you think they do enough to protect the identities of guys like you and me and Clayton I I think they try you know I had actual I think I've told people this before but I, I the one time I'd shopped in Target years ago for the first time in like four or five years went in there out of nowhere to pick up some stuff swipe my card get a notice that 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 information was stolen and the new card was issued. So I was actually I was actually the victim of a of a hack. Mm-hmm. I would say they try, but whatever is out there, whatever elements, whatever groups are out there stealing stealing this information, they're pretty sophisticated. I mean, look at WikiLeaks. Look at look at you know those overseas individuals who 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 are in on this. I know that I know that I'd have more faith in corporations of having the abilities to protect it than, for example, government entities. I don't remember the exact details about a year or two ago, but I'm pretty sure there's thousands of uh, servicemen and service women, their information stolen from, from the government's database, you know, names, ranks, addresses. So there's, and I don't know if, it, I heard it was China, but, um, but you know, I, I think they try to prevent this. They, they do their best to prevent this. And corporations have the money to stay up to date on this. Now, these instances like TJ Maxx and Target, I, I don't know the details behind their breach. Was it was it uh, was was it were they being lackadaisical? Was it just something they've never seen before? So, I think they have the capabilities. And, and and like I said again, I hope they're doing enough. You know. So when it comes to businesses that do get hacked, and let's say your security or your own information was taken, and someone bought some stuff on your card, obviously the company is going to like reprimand those costs or costs, but. Uh, would you expect more from the business than just kind of paying you back for what the damages were? Or do you, like, hold them accountable for more than just the baseline minimum? Okay, so scenario, I go in there, my, my identity's stolen through my credit card, purchases are made, 
you know, obviously I'd have to, one, I'd become paranoid. Who has my information? What are they doing besides that? Are they going to use it again? Um, obviously I can test it with the, with the credit card company and they'd probably take care of it. I would like, what, what I'd like the company to do would be provide any individual, and I'm sure they, they do this to an extent, I would want them to provide as much information they could to me. What happened? Uh, why did it happen? What sh what steps should I take? You know, because my information is now out there, and if they do know, what what possibly is its information being used for? And I'd like that company to essentially send follow-ups as well. So if some big incident happens, my identity is stolen, I clean it up. I'd like to know a year or two down the road if they got more information on it so I could sleep at night. Now, I don't think I'd, I'd go out and I don't have the resources to sue these companies. I'd, I'd probably be like one of the 100s or thousands of individuals. If there's a class action lawsuit, then that's fine. But, um, but yeah, I, I would just, I would hope that the company does more than just issue a mere apology and step up their, their security efforts. So, but yeah, I think for me, honestly, like for example, right now I sent out, about 12 days ago, I sent out 12 bills, or no, excuse me, six bills about 12 days ago. And two bills still haven't cleared. Nobody knows where my mail's at. So that's been on my mind for, it's like, where'd my mail go? So I'm going to have to now cancel those checks and then, you know, pay it online. Not that my identity is being stolen, but mm -hmm. if my identity was stolen, some somebody overseas or somebody domestically was saying they're Shane Cox, I think I'd be, I'd be, you know, not only upset, but I'd be ultra paranoid. What are they going to do with my identity next, you know? So you had just said that you pay your bills through the mail still, like physical copy mail. Um, not anymore. Not anymore. I think I'm going online. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going online now. But what would you consider to be a safer approach? Because up until this just happened, I mean, I don't want to say you were behind the curve, but I feel like a lot of people have traditionally gone away from using actual snail mail <laughs> to pay their bills. Yeah, so you, you inferred correctly. Uh, <laughs> so so my, whole, my whole logic, I'm an accountant, so I always like taking the bills out, writing out the checks, and then having the control of over, uh, having the control over what I'm sending out and when I actually give the permission to take money out of my account. You send that bill, they cash it, that's when it comes out. Versus giving somebody access to to pull it out of my account. However, I said it's a combination of that, plus I, I just say laziness, you know, laziness, but I called my financial uh, credit union today, and instead of logging on to six different websites, my, my, my thing with security is log on to as little as you can. Use one device, uh, you know, change your passwords, but instead of going on to six different websites, Waterworks, NationStar Mortgage, logging in, paying, I can actually, through my, through my account, set up all my all my payments and within my financial credit union and ultimately um, and I trust them I'll tell you why in a second but I think I'm going to be ahead of the curve now where I get online and I can dictate when it's taken out so it can be recurring I can just pay, hit pay so I feel now that online is probably safer than well, it's more convenient but it's just as safe as sending out a bill that goes into human beings hands and gets lost in the process I know there's two checks with my information floating on out there. Um, ultimately, I, I have the reason I have faith in going. It's Financial Plus Credit Union. I don't know if I can name drop them on this, but the reason that I that I do have confidence in their in their cybersecurity is I've seen through the website multiple upgrades over the last year. 
you know, from from how you log on to seeing a picture pop up when you're when you log into your 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 account number, a certain picture will pop up that you verify before you enter your password. So it's not some fictitious website. So I think um, I think I, the online thing is just a secure to answer your question. And yes, I was behind the times. Now, if it, if it was a, a rinky-dink website that 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 was down half the time, I wouldn't have as much you know as much confidence in, in the security of that. But long answer, yeah, I'm behind the times. <laughs> so, what would you be more worried about? Do you think you should be more worried about a store like TJ Maxx or Target? being hacked and losing your information, or you think you should be more worried about someone hacking your personal information through your computer by breaking in and getting into your accounts online? Depends on what level of access they have, to what extent of my information they have. Mm-hmm. So if they if they log if they somehow hack into my device and they can get my 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 password to my NationStar account, for example, I don't think that when I log on to that NationStar account, I don't think it has my social security. I don't know to what extent is on that website. It's just mere account information. Now, mm-hmm. I don't. They, maybe if they could go further than that, I'd be more afraid if, like, I signed up for, a, you know, if I had a card or I signed up through a store electronically, provided date of birth. So that store has my date of birth, a social security number, all that information. If they, if they hacked into that, they might have access to more of my information. I don't know. And, and quite honestly, uh, quite honestly, I don't know. I haven't locked. Obviously, I pay bills through snail mail. But I haven't gotten on to NationStar or Waterworks. And so when I log into that, I don't know how much that an outside user could see if they had that information. Um, if they logged into my credit union, I, 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 it, I think to sum it up, I'd be scared under both situations, but I'd be more nervous if they had identifying personal information, date of birth, social security number. Mm-hmm. I know there's certain things that I do, right, with companies, whatever. you got to provide them with the date of birth and all that stuff. You're setting up a credit card or something mm-hmm. versus opening up your, your Waterworks account. There's your account number. There's your address. That stuff doesn't bother me as much. So, so you considered yourself and coined yourself at the beginning uh cyber security novice but you also mentioned that you only log in to places from one device you still do some physical bill paying this seems like some advanced precautions that the average person wouldn't take yeah okay so uh, yeah that's true uh i'm a novice to the extent of the the details of cybersecurity, the, the coding, the breaking in, the hacking. Um, but I think I have a, a pretty decent understanding on, on the, th- the threats out there, on, you know, the, the, on the nature of, of going online, putting your information out there. Um, I, I, I'm, not, I'm by no means an IT person, but I just think if, let's say you have nine apps on your phone, those nine different apps, you input the same personal information to access those apps, access to your your pictures, your numbers, your contact directory, and you, you got a, you got two computers, one at work, one at home, and you're logging on through those touch points on different servers. I just think you know the more that I'm accessing this stuff, the greater risk that my information will be taken. So for me, j- just from a from a, a non IT individual, non 
trained IT person that, that hears the basics through the radio and the mail, or excuse me, the radio, television, all that stuff. I think for me, to, to keep it easy on me, I just think one device, uh, two devices, my phone as well. Um, ultimately, one device, one device, very few apps, input your information very as little, uh, little amount of places as possible. And, but now that just, I just started thinking about my phone now, okay? So now that just brought up an idea in my mind. So I'm, let's say I log in, I'm at the coffee shop, I log in to my, uh, my bank account through there. That same device, but I'm in an open area. You know, so, I mean, that's just, now, now I'm paranoid about that. Or just, you know, now that just crossed my mind. So, because I hear that if you're in certain free Wi-Fi spots, that's where they can, they can get your information if you're, if you're logging in un, unprotected through your phone. So, mm -hmm. bottom line is, though, access as little as possible. Keep your information private. Nowadays, since we are cybersecurity, it's a different world than locking up all your, your documents. So, anything else? Uh, would you say that that last statement you just made would be like your one piece of advice to anybody who would ask you like how to maintain protection? Just be super careful and stay on one device. Yeah, one. So to so to circle back around to this entire interview, one. And I'm not. Don't be like super paranoid. I have confidence in companies, and mm -hmm. and I have confidence that things could be cleaned up. But I guess. I guess my piece of advice was what I just said. Limit to the extent you can how much information about yourself you put out and be selective where you share that information. I don't do social media. I don't do Facebook. I don't, if I, if I get an app and ask, if I try to download an app, which I rarely do, if it asks me, can we have access to your personal stuff or your camera, I generally delete the app. You know, um, so I, I think limit... You know, I think individuals, uh, men and women, are I think they're, they're they're too voluntary on the sharing of their information. You know, as far as getting on Facebook. I mean, my my goodness, Facebook has, knows everything about you. I'm completely against Facebook. I don't think I don't think the the idea of what Facebook is is what Facebook really is. Oh, you can connect to people. No, have you ever read their Have you ever read their their disclaimer? Facebook, you know, all their information that you agree to. Um. They have, you voluntarily tell them everything about your life, your, your information. You can create these videos that shows your life timeline. They probably have your date of birth. It's a happy birthday, Eric. Uh, you know, it's insane. But people are doing it out there. So I'd say stay away from that stuff as well. Um, they can use your photos, you know. And, and my, my guess is uh, there, there are a number of people out there that have access to your information. They monitor, they monitor, and I'm not going on a tangent here, but this is about tied into cybersecurity. They monitor your Facebook posts, right, so they can shut you down for, for, for certain violations of their policies. So I'm assuming that many of these people can log into your account as well, you know, and see your date of birth, address. They know your personality. They know you. It's, the, it's insanity how much, how much information is there, and, and, and just limit your social media use. Uh, limit your, your touch points. And I, and I think ultimately, with the increase of all this information, you know, the, the technology, I would like to see in the next 20, 20, 20 to 30 years a, a, a circling back towards the realm of being more private. And maybe Facebook stock will be worth zero here in 20, 30 years. Maybe people look back and say, you know, history 202, 
right, uh, 1994 to 2042, that, that Facebook ended up destroying, you know, doing much more damage. So to sum it up, I could talk all day. Limit where you put your information, whether it's whether it's physical or online, and two, lessen lessen the amount of where you voluntarily share your not only personal information but you as a human being as well, which is a whole other podcast discussion. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Thank yeah. you again. Yeah. For thank you so to much. Us. Yeah. No, that was that was, that was good. I, sure. You just got done listening to our interview with. Shane Cox, who represented the average person. I think he had some pretty good tips for the average person. For being a representative of an average person, he sure seemed to have some pretty complex ideas on how to stay secure online. Yeah, it's kind of like he said, he is an average person, but in the sense that he's not an IT professional. But he does follow the precautions that he hears on the radio and hears on TV and stuff which are just general precautions. I think he just realizes how much more important it is to stay safe than some. True. All right, well, in our next segment, we will be talking to people from Pioneer DuPont and what they do to stay secure. Thank you for listening. I'm Clayton Bowers. I'm Eric Bogner. You guys have a nice day.